This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am, live streaming on demand and a whole bunch of ways you can listen to 3CR. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and uh, Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio. We're a little program uh, broadcast weekly on 3CR about cycling and related transport issues coming to you from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. On today's show, I've got a very interesting uh, story coming up to do with the, well, if you listen to this show, we do spend a lot of time uh, trying to, you know, either promote or get infrastructure built. Now, this is a very interesting tale of infrastructure in the southeast suburbs, which could be demolished. Yes, you heard me right there. You know, these, these infrastructure assets are so valuable, but when they exist, you know, and fantastic little tale that... Um, Got uh, Kim Nguyen got in contact, and it was about the uh, Noble Park Velodrome. Have you ever heard of a uh, velodrome in Noble Park? Well, if you grew up in, from the uh, 1950s onwards, and probably in the 70s and 80s, possibly even the 90s, you either raced or rode on this velodrome um, out in Noble Park, and uh, the city of Greater Danel apparently wanted to demolish it and put it in, you know. More playing fields, even though apparently there are playing fields quite nearby for soccer and ball sports and all that sort of stuff. So um, I'm going to talk to Kim in a moment about keeping this little gem available to the public and um, a bit about the you know the past, the present, and the future of this velodrome. Because you know if you live around the inner north, you know all too well about like you know the hub of activity which exists around the the Brunswick velodrome up in Harrison Street in East Brunswick. You know the Brunswick Cycling Club, you know, the junior track and cyclocross and so much stuff that goes on up there. And, you know, not just if you're a participant, also if you're, you know, audience. It's fabulous. It, this is the kind of like our community participation stuff we need more of. And a bit about the velodrome. If you're familiar with uh, the Hawthorne Velodrome or the Melodrome, which was deemed at one point, this is very similar, this little um, velodrome out in Noble Park. It's got a, you know pretty relaxed feel to it you know um not as not as full-on as Brunswick it's kind of like the old grassed oval type uh velodrome that you may be familiar with if you'd seen stuff around um Australian suburbs you know in the 60s and 70s so yeah it's absolutely fascinating little tale and Maurice Kirby is the gentleman who got this uh, velodrome built in the 1950s has an incredible backstory and I mean an incredible backstory and it wasn't just he built a villadrome there's a whole bunch of things I believe Kim will fill us in on in a moment anyway I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be back with Kim on uh, talking about the Maurice Kirby historic villadrome I sang the word 
Hey, this is Greta Ray, and you are listening to 3CR 855am Radical Radio on digital and streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Listening to 3CR, this is Yarrabosco User Group Radio. And on the line today, I've got Kim Nguyen, who is a local resident out there in Noble Park. You there, Kim? Hi, Chris. How you going? Good, mate. Thank you for uh, making the time today to have a bit of a chat about the Maurice Kirby Velodrome. Now, this is a fascinating yeah, this is a fascinating little tale. And we just want to kind of discuss the, the past, present and the future of this fascinating little bit of Melbourne cycling history. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Yeah, so well, how did you first come across this story? <laughs> uh, well, I'm not sure how far we should go back, but um, first time I heard about um, the Maurice Kirby Velodrome was a few years ago, um, maybe four or five years ago when I started cycling. Because um, I've been a massive cycling fan my whole life, but I've never cycled. Um so when I first got my bike in about 2014, uh, I just rode around, never knew there was a velodrome in the area, and uh, randomly stumbled across it, and yeah. And yeah, I just found out that there was perfectly fine velodrome, just less than three kilometres where I'm from, where yeah, I live. Yeah, because it's, a, it's yeah. a very relaxed velodrome. It's not like the other high side sort of thing that most people would be used to seeing. And it's yeah. more like the inside track is the whole track. <laughs> it's yeah, and it's a very quick velodrome as well. It's faster than the um, one in Hawthorne. And you found out that the, this velodrome was scheduled to be possibly demolished by the Greater Danlong Council. Um, in like a because yeah. uh, uh, if you deal with councils, you have a thing called our say or your say, like these online consultation processes. And you kind of you found out that it was. Scheduled for redevelopment. Yep. Uh, so I actually initially found out about it at the start of this year through a Google search. God. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> that's how I found out about yeah. it. Um, I was quite shocked when I found out about it. Um, at the start of the year, because um, oh, on Strava there's a segment called this velodrome called Maurice Kirby Velodrome, mm. and I've never heard of this guy before. Like, who's Maurice Kirby? Like, why is it named Maurice Kirby on Strava? Yeah. And, uh, and um, yeah, did a Google search. Nothing came up for his name. I just typed in, like, Maurice Kirby, Maurice Kirby Velodrome. Nothing came up. But if I, then I typed in Parksfield Reserve. That's yeah. um, the reserve's name. 
And then that's when I started to find out that the council wants to um, demolish the velodrome. <laughs> yeah, because um, when I, th- I first kind of came into contact with this was uh, last month, and you you were kind of trying to get people's attention on Twitter for um, when we were watching the uh, Tour de France. And you, you're kind of like you know, trying to get into people's timelines and I'm going, oh, this is really interesting because as soon as you said, um, you mentioned Parkfield, was it Parkfield or Parkview? Parkfield Reserve. Yeah, I kind of like, I know a bit about that, but I never knew it was a velodrome. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah but I, I never knew yeah. it was a velodrome, but I've heard of the, you know, like Noble Park. So this gets even more interesting. So how was it called the Maurice Kirby Velodrome before that? Yeah, because... Then, then I um, afterwards, uh, when I tweeted all that information out, uh, like two, about two months ago, yep, from the Tour de France, uh, I actually didn't know why it was still why it was called Maurice Kirby um, Velodrome. <laughs> so for like a few months, I was I still couldn't understand why it was called Maurice Kirby. Maybe like someone was called Maurice Kirby, like. Yeah. A recent cyclist. Yeah. <laughs> like someone who owned the segment was named Maurice Kirby. <laughs> and what did you stumble upon? Like a young teenager or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. But um, what, what, did you, what did your research find when you started going in search of Maurice Kirby? Uh, so then I went on to all the National Archives, Trove, yep. National Library of Australia website, and then I started doing all these search terms. I started typing in Noble Park Cycling. Park Cycling Club, um, or terms like Parkfield Reserve. Um, and then it started popping up that someone named Maurice Kirby had a cycling shop in Noble Park. Okay. Uh, it's not far away. Yeah, not far away from the velodrome. So it's all starting to come together. Avenue. Yep. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, so this velodrome must be named after, after someone important in the community. Yep. Then, yeah, then I had a few more details when I searched even deeper on the archives that um, this velodrome was built somewhere somewhere between 1954, towards the end of 1954 to 1955. Uh, it was really hard to get that velodrome built, apparently. Yeah. Um, the cycling club in Noble Park uh, spent few years trying to get this velodrome built just for the community there or try to lobby for the um, local government um, council there. Yep. Back in the day, just just to try to get... Because back then, it wasn't called Parkville Reserve. It was called the Showground in yeah. Noble Park. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's located on top of the hill um, in Noble Park. It starts yeah. to make sense, though, because, like, you know, showgrounds were, you know, where the agricultural sort of stuff was done once a yeah. year. So it's like, mm. yeah, it's been like a, a township and then it's kind of stuff, this infill started to happen. And yeah. M- Maurice has got a hell of a backstory, hasn't he, when we when he started digging through why he did this? Yeah, because Maurice, Maurice uh, he was quite a uh, larger-than-life character, <laughs> I have to say, after <laughs> reading about him. Yeah, because um, I was reading some of his life story and he was, um, yeah, let's just say a, a colourful identity. <laughs> yeah, he was involved in quite a lot of things. <laughs> uh, so he set up his bike shop in Noble Park, Noble Park and that got hugely popular around the time when cycling was um, uh, starting to build up in Australia and Victoria. Yep. And then he started a... Uh, a club called the Pedals Club of Victoria. 
Now, um, I'm not sure if you know, but this club reached more than 50,000 members. Well, that's staggering. Yeah, I've sort of heard of this club before, but I never knew it was created by this guy in Noble Park. Because, again, you know, he started off like he had some type of public broadcast system and he used to go around to events and do things. And there was a bit of a colourful thing there where he was doing announcements, you know, like part of what he did before he got onto radio, which we'll go into the next bit of. But apparently he read out an announcement for the local Communist Party branch and he got pilted with eggs by the locals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've even found that up in the um, newspaper, uh, in the archives as well. Like, he he went to meet all the communists as well and also, like, the other, like, um, just normal government as well. He met with everyone. He wasn't, like just um, involved in one side of politics, or yeah. if you want to say that. Yeah. So, like, his uh, uh, annunciation skills uh, brought him to some attention, and he ended up with a gig on Melbourne Radio. Uh, yeah, he ended up on 3XY, which is now called Maurice Kirby, um, Macquarie Sports Radio. Yep. He, was, he spent, like, 30, 20 years there, maybe, just an, announcing different... Um, all types of sports. He knew all the rules of all sports, um, from cycling, from um, from racing, from even he was involved with soccer as well, I believe. Yep. Five five side soccer, I think it's called football now. So he yeah. kind of start. He started a career as a sportscaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before this, he was he created the Perils Club Victoria. Um, it was a club that was. That he created, but it was all it was ran by the youths of Victorians, the Victorian youths. He created a culture where it was fun to ride bikes. Because there was um, a whole thing about the Pedals Club. He um, actually got onto TV as well as part of the the Tarek Show, which um, some older people may remember. And yeah, he had a little segment on there as well. Show. Yeah, the Hammond Show. That's it. It was yeah, sponsored I, by Tarek. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'll just yeah, yeah I'll just think, yeah. People would have watched that in the fifties um, and sixties. Uh, he got on that show. Uh, it was a weekly show, and apparently, like even um, the number of cycling accidents in the area and all of Victoria decreased by thirty percent because of his involvement with this club. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. 3CR's Radical Radio book is now on sale for just 30 You can get your copy of 3CR's book at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. On sale for just $30. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. Bring us up to like the present. What is happening with this velodrome? Okay, so the council released plans in early July to demolish the velodrome and replace it with uh, a soccer field. 
So currently there's one soccer field um, in the middle of the Valley Drone. But the council wants to add one additional soccer field and do like a few alterations to the park. The main um, purpose of the consultation is so that we can add an additional soccer field for the soccer club. That's the Noble Park United Football Club, I believe. Yeah, because looking at it on Google Maps, you can tell it's got like, you know, the, the goal space in the middle. And it's probably, yeah. is that like you can take it out in summer or is it just permanent? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I think it's taken out in summer just for the cricket club there. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and again, did you uh, know about this consultation by the Greater, Greater Dunland Council or you just find out about it? Uh, luckily, I was um, put on to their mailing list. Yeah. Because. Um, before the consultation, I was getting a bit frustrated because I didn't hear anything back from the council after this initial consultation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sent them a long email, maybe uh, a few hundred words long. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, uh, I've read your previous consultation and I'm not happy that people want the velodrome uh, removed and demolished and replaced with like replaced with uh, new sporting grounds. I sent that off to the council and I never got a reply back until after I started tweeting tweeting out on Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter front. That's the way to go. <laughs> Create your own media presence. Yep. I think that's how you I think someone found out about I still don't know how like someone found out about the Velodrome tweets I made. I came across them um in July. You were using the hashtag yep. SPSTDF and I was like, Who is this? So I re- retweeted it. For my personal one, then okay. I, I put it onto the Yarra bike one, and I think yeah. quite a few other people did similar things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but I still don't know who was the first person that um, eventually contacted uh, Beach Road Cyclists to contact me. Not entirely sure. Could have been a few people contacted Marcel, but yeah, because we're all okay. we all know each other. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so everyone's a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The present day, you, you contacted Gail George, who's the daughter of Maurice, and you also found out there was a few other things going on, like, yeah, tell us a little bit about the signage. As you know, this is Velodrome. Uh, it's very hidden. No, no one knows about this Velodrome, pretty much. It's a hidden gem in the area. Yeah. And even cyclists from Melbourne wouldn't know about this uh, Velodrome, or most people wouldn't know. Come across people with... Uh, said to me, well, I never knew there was a velodrome in Noble Park, and I live around the area. Yeah, as I was saying, the velodrome, um, if you go on the council's website and you search up velodrome, website gives you zero results back for velodrome. There's ah. no indication that there's a velodrome in Noble Park. Yeah, because I think, I think we spoke something about there was some wayfinding kind of slightly started going off the you know, oh, local yeah. signage stuff started disappearing. Yeah, things getting things started getting suspicious around between the early 2010, 2010. Yeah. So in 2009, if you go on Google Maps, you still see a sign at the park um, that indicates that the velodrome is called Maurice Kirby Velodrome. But then I was doing like just a bit of street viewing and then sometime around 2013 on Google Street View, the sign is completely taken away. There's no more sign indicating it's Maurice Kirby Velodrome at all. So scratching my head now, I'm thinking, why is this? 
Yeah, because this this guy had such a presence. You can understand after a few decades or a generation or two, things start to go. But it doesn't help if the local authorities aren't maintaining or looking after something's history. Because from little I've picked up, this is a massive slab of of Melbourne cycling history. Yeah, because a lot of people got their start on this on this little velodrome that I know of. Yeah, lots of people that have contacted me said, "Oh, I used to race on this velodrome, or I used to be involved with the club there." Like my parents sent sent me there as a kid <laughs> to ride bikes, um, but now a few years later, after uh, that twenty thirteen sign fiasco <laughs> in twenty fifteen, I found out that um, the council started then using this term to um, address the velodrome, and they address it as the disused velodrome. Oh, okay. So it's got you know starting to slide it out of public view. Yeah, so now now it's not Maurice Kirby Velodrome anymore, and now it's not a velodrome anymore. Now, in council records, it's known as the disused velodrome. Ah. Yeah. It's very interesting because, uh, again, I, was, I don't know if you heard the intro, like here in you know, the inner north, we've got you know, you know, Brunswick uh, Velodrome up at um, Mary yeah. Creek. And that is such a hub of activity. Yeah. It's not just, you know, you've got junior track and a whole bunch of activities on it and, you know, by the Brunswick Cycling yeah, Club. But you've got things yeah. like uh, Cycle Cross and it's it's open to the public all the time, even though it's a slightly more, uh, you know, intense velodrome than uh, mm, the, yeah. the, the Noble Park one. But, yeah, this thing, it's, it's amazing because... 1950s Melbourne, a huge upswing in cycling. Uh, one of Australia's greatest all-around cyclists, Russell Mockridge, really active during the 1950s. He came from Geelong and he was on his this sad, really yeah. sad story. In the late 1950s, he was killed on the way to a race um, to the tour of Gippsland um, at, a, at an intersection in the southeast. This would still be very much in people's memory of that area. So where do we go from here, Kim, with trying to preserve or get something a bit more positive happening with this velodrome? Uh, yeah, so that, then I started all the campaigning yep. that I've been doing. So, yeah, it's been, what, two months, almost three months now? Just um, continuous, continuously just try and get it into people's attention because, you know, it's just... It's just, it's just on the, council, on the council's consultation, it's just one single line. Remove the disused velodrome, demolish it. Yeah, because on the Facebook page, you have a Facebook page called Save Noble Park Velodrome. And you've got yep. actually part of the plans up there. You've got a you know, screenshot of it. And it's kind of like they're very detailed about this, but it was about what they want to do. But the, yep. the, the cost disparity was something I found quite um, fascinating about, you know, oh, yep. if we keep it, but if we, you know, it's actually cheaper to keep it. Than to yeah, demolish yeah, it. We actually got indication because um, uh, Marcel from Beach Road Cyclers, right? He rang up the council uh, for probably after I tweeted those tweets a few yep. days after, and the council there actually told him that uh, they've already reserved a budget of a hundred more than a hundred thousand dollars to demolish the velodrome. So it seems to me that the council are already have already um past the idea that they're going to demolish the velodrome. <laughs> it was a proper consultation, a community consultation. Yeah, because as you said, uh, I said earlier, was it to Gail George, who is Maurice's daughter? You yeah. said that she only knew after you contacted her. Yeah, and I contacted a Noble Park uh, community action forum, and that's how uh, that's how they uh, they contacted uh, Gail. 
Joe George, um, Maurice Kirby's daughter. Yeah, because subsequently you've had articles like in the Star Journal out there in Danlong and also, what, yesterday you were on, as you mentioned, Macquarie Sport Radio, which three XY turned into, well, you know, it's developed up, you know, the last couple of decades. So um, what's your plans going forward, um, Kim? You know, because, yeah. well, okay, the consultation's closed for the Radio Dan site for that, that Alsay um, page, yeah. but what do you see um, you want to happen because they seem to have their mind made up? Yeah, so if anyone's listening today, the council's actually having their general meeting today. I think 7.30, 7pm today. So uh, if anyone's listening, they can jump on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Noble Park Velodrome. I'm going to put up a post um, just so that everyone can send in questions to ask the council. So if you're discontent, if you want to quiz the council on any of these um, things I've been saying, um, just send in a question and uh, I'll either type it out and I'll bring it to the council or I'll send an email to the council so yeah, they can answer questions. And yeah. if anyone's in that area, uh, what's the address for the actual council meeting or did you have a website or something that people can go to? Yeah, I'll put that on uh, in the... On the Facebook post page. I'll post up. Great. Yeah. No, it's yeah. on Lonsdale Street. Yeah, it's on Lon- next to Lon... Well, it is on Lonsdale Street in Dandenong. So we're talking about uh, the 27th of August 2018. I've just got to keep an eye on the time. I've got a couple more minutes to go. But uh, okay. so if people want to find out more about uh, the campaign, do you save the historic Maurice Kirby Velodrome? What do they do, Kim? Yeah, just uh, head to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Noble Park Velodrome. Give it a like. I'll probably start a petition soon if I can get more traction. Bring up the council, just... Just harass them with all your <laughs> cool questions about the velodrome, why it's why it's getting demolished, and all this. Politely harass yeah. them. Being polite and civil yeah. is always way, but always be very firm with it your is. message. Yeah. Well, we've got to bombard them. Yes, the that's more it. We, the more we answer <laughs> and um, our frustrations, because um, yeah. something's got to, has yeah. to be done. Because it's absolutely fascinating me. Because from our perspective, we're always fighting for infrastructure and seeing something taken away. It's like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Especially well, when um, I, tr- I try to um, get Cycling Victoria, because they should be ideally leading this campaign, not a uni student <laughs> in the uh, area. Don't diminish yourself, mate. You're doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. You, you I think... didn't try to um, get yeah. Bicycle Network involved, and they said I'd be liaised with Cycling Victoria. Cycling Victoria said they had no plans for this velodrome, so... That's interesting. Uh, someone has to lead it, so I, ha- I have to lead it. Well, you're doing a power of work there, Kim. And yep. I thank you so much for uh, making time today. No um, problem. And uh, I'll put all the details into the podcast. That should be up later today. All strength to your arm. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Kim. 2018 marks 20 years since senior traditional owner Yvonne Margarula invited supporters to come to Mirar Country within Kakadu National Park to blockade the proposed Jabaluka uranium mine. Thousands answered the call. The mine was stopped. To commemorate this extraordinary anniversary, Gunjaitme Aboriginal Corporation and the Australian Conservation Foundation have produced a gorgeous commemorative calendar. Standing strong, Jabaluka 20 years is a piece of history you don't want to miss. Order your copy today at mirar.net. That's M-I-R-A-R-R.net, a 3CR supporter.
were listening to Yarra Bosco User Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR. And uh, thank you to Kim Nguyen for that really extensive interview about the fascinating and somewhat mysterious Maurice Kirby Velodrome out there in Noble Park. And um, if you're listening in and you've got a story, go to Facebook and type in Save Noble Park Park Velodrome and um, pass on your story to Kim because there's a huge, huge chunk of Melbourne cycling history here that uh, it, it needs to be retold and also it needs to have a future as well. Okay, that's all I've got time for today on Yarrabosky User Group Radio. That podcast should be up later today on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcasts or go to a mirror site which is yarrabug.org forward slash radio. We're all volunteers here. We rely upon the subscription or donations of our uh, subscribers and listeners to keep going. So, again, go to the 3CR website and help uh, keep us on air by selecting the subscribe or donate button. Up next is Jailbreak and after that, Backblock. And uh, thank you for today. And I should be back in about a fortnight. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.